Hello and welcome in to another episode of the CG Business Advisor, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I want to thank all of you once again for tuning in to our episodes available on the 1st and 15th of every month. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And if you missed any of our earlier episodes, we have 35 of them for you to listen to. So go back into our archives and make sure you get caught up on all of our tremendous topics and guests. On this episode, we're going to be talking about debt. And for many people, when you hear the term debt, you think of it in the negative, right? It can weigh on you. It can be very stressful and very difficult to talk about. But we're going to try and turn debt into a positive on this episode. We're going to talk about using debt as an asset, Anthony Villanova will be my guest today. He has owned and operated Villanova Financing Group, LLC. He's a certified mortgage planning specialist focusing on residential as well as commercial lending. Anthony is licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania and operates his company as a boutique operation with an emphasis on service. Anthony also provides lending services for small business assistance, factoring and equipment leasing, and specializes in debt structure and cash flow analysis for both individuals and businesses. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us here on the CG Business Advisor. No problem. No problem. My pleasure. I want to start with debt structure. Why is it important to understand it? And how could you actually use debt as a part of your financial planning? Uh, debt, debt can be very important um, understanding cash flow. So if you understand cash flow and you understand liquidity, um, debt comes into that picture and can really fit into an overall financial plan. It, it's, it needs to be structured properly. You know, debt is debt, whether it's, it's uh, credit card debt, mortgage debt, car debt, student loan debt, it's, it's, it's all the same, but it's how you structure it. If you take um, credit cards and consolidate it into a, a mortgage loan, you're now taking interest that wasn't tax deductible, becomes tax deductible, and you could also eliminate a lot of the extra and excess interest that you're paying. So it's one area of consolidating debt to increase your cash flow. So if you're putting out you know, three, $4,000 a month trying to get ahead of the credit cards. And by consolidating that, it only costs you $400 a month. You're now freeing up, you know, thousands of dollars, $2,600 or so in cash flow. So you could use that money to either focus on paying down that debt now, or more importantly, if you work with a financial advisor or, you know, CPA, you can take that money and put it into other avenues, whether it be a retirement vehicle, um, you know, an investment vehicle, life insurances, disability insurances, something else that can uh, add some more protection in your life, as opposed to just having that other debt uh, that you're struggling to get ahead of. So understanding that structure is, is, is really what's important. And with um, a lot of clients that I have when they're buying a home, I often tell them if, if you don't have 20% to put down with a good cushion left over, you might as well just put down 5% because anything mm. in between there is kind of insignificant from a payment level. 
you know, for every $10,000 you put down on your home, it's going to change your monthly payment about $40. So if something next month broke or went wrong, would you rather have $10,000 in the bank or would you rather save $40 that month? You know, it, it, it really gives you a lot of protection when you have that liquidity. I, what I tell them is you can always weather a storm when you have liquidity. And that's where understanding that debt structure comes into play. Especially, especially with a home, something always goes wrong with a home. Oh, of course. <laughs> and let's 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 focus on the real estate aspect for a second, because people use rental income to build equity, right, and to have that liquidity. Can you use your debt against that to help your financial position? Same concept. So, uh, with with clients I have that have investment properties, you know, I have a client today I spoke with. As a matter of fact, she has no mortgage on her home. Now there's upgrades she needs to do to the home. There's she's looking to buy maybe another investment property. So we look at what the debt servicing is, and you know, simple numbers. If 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 the rent she's collecting is two thousand dollars a month, well, you know, maybe we bring it up to around a thousand or fifteen hundred in in payments. So she still has a a cushion or a debt servicing level in there of around five hundred dollars a month. But now she's able to extract you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars that she could then use to do the upgrade she needs to do in the home, have some money put aside for emergencies, and maybe take that money to buy another investment property. You know, equity really has a, a, a return of zero, meaning if, if your home has no mortgage on it and it appreciates 5% next year, it appreciates 5%. It doesn't matter whether you have a mortgage or not, but if you have that money taken out and you borrow it at a you know 4% interest rate and that money is now used to buy say another home that then yields a 7 or 8% return you know your spread between those two is your is your profitability and it gives you the liquidity in case anything ever goes wrong so that's where i guess a mortgage uh, and lending would come into being in uh, in real estate investing where you're utilizing that to then acquire more property Correct. You could use it to acquire more property. You could use it to, again, same type of investment ideas. You could take that money, maybe max out a 401k. You could, you know, max out an IRA or, or whatever you may need, you know, and looking from the 401k standpoint, you know, if, if, if you take money again, borrow it at 4% and you max out your 401k with a portion of that money, well, it may cost you 4% to do that per year. But that year you just saved, you know, 25, 30, 35% in taxes by offsetting that, that investment, plus the growth of the money market performance, which is a whole other, you know, idea as well. Reverse mortgages, good or bad? Um, like any product, good for the right situation. And um, what is the right situation? The situation I see the most is you usually have one person uh, still alive, you know, whether it's the, the, the father or the mother, you know, that's living in the home, usually no mortgage on the home, they're running out of money, they may have some type of in-home care, and they don't want to sell, they don't want to move, and the siblings do not want to put them into a nursing facility. So at that point, you, you really don't have much of a choice. You could either refinance the home, but now you have to make mortgage payments and qualifying is difficult lots of times at that point if they're not working, or you do the reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage will give you about 50% of the equity of the home that you can now use to pay for that in-home care until 
you know, either they have to go into a nursing home or they pass on. And then at that point, the heirs would inherit the home. And like any other mortgage, they could sell the home, pay off whatever's owed and walk away with the difference if there's equity left in the home. If the home is underwater, meaning the mortgage is higher than the value of the home, all they'd have to do is turn it over to the lender, walk away. There's no recourse. No one's responsible for anything different. So in those situations is, is more times than not where I see them being utilized. And what would be a bad situation to use that? <clears throat> um, a bad situation would be if a client, I've had clients come to me and same situation, living in a home, needing home care. My first question always is, how long do you intend on staying in that home? And if they tell me five years or less, odds are it's not a good idea to do that reverse mortgage unless you truly have no other alternative. Mm -hmm. Because the equity is going to get eaten away during that time period. So when you go to sell, you will most likely have less money to use to go somewhere else. You know, so if, if the plan is to stay in that home until you pass on or 10 years plus, um, I usually kind of shy away from them doing the reverse at that point. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. you, you talked about having liquidity earlier and, and you know, for emergency cases, it, it, just re, just specify again how important it is to utilize your cash flow just in the event that something unexpected does happen. Uh, well, 2008 uh, is, could be the best example you know, that, that I give. I had a lot of clients during those years before 2008 that I advised, <clears throat> don't put down a lot of money, keep your money liquid, um, don't do anything less than a 30-year loan. You know, when, when you lock into a 15 or 20 year loan, it sounds great an idea, I'm paying this off sooner, maybe my interest rate's a little lower, but you are now obligated for a much higher mortgage payment. The reality is a 30 year loan you can pay in 20 years or 15 or 10 or any schedule you want, as long as you pay and send in the payment in accordance to that time frame. But the difference is if next month I don't want to send in the 15 year payment, I can just send in the 30-year payment. But if I have a 15-year mortgage, I have no choice. I have to send in the 15-year payment. So if something goes wrong in life, you get sick, you get hurt, you lose your job. A global know, pandemic. Global pandemic. <laughs> yes, exactly. A mortgage meltdown. If you are in a 30-year loan with a mortgage payment you can handle, and it's your option whether you want to send more money. And if you have a good amount of cushion, six months or longer in reserves, you can weather that period. And where, again, for every $10,000 you put down on a home, it's $40 you're saving. Yeah. So I guess yeah. that's where you can take advantage of certain government programs, uh, whether it's state or local, or state or federal, um, for really putting down as, as little as you can and things like that. Even just a regular mortgage market, you know, you can mm -hmm. get away with as little as three and a half percent down. So, you, you know, and on a refinance, you can pull out up to 80 percent of the value of the home. You know, so it, it, it gives you a lot of cushion to work with. You know, if you, if you think of if you pull out three hundred thousand dollars and put it into a, you know, a, a safe investment vehicle, I'm not saying to go buy crypto with it, <laughs> you know, you put it in a safe investment vehicle with a competent financial planner, you're looking at $1,200 a month you'd have to put out. So if something goes wrong and you can't work, 
that 300,000 is going to carry you a long time before you'd be in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, Anthony, great information. Uh, where can our listeners go to get in touch with you and for more information about your services? Uh, my website is, uh, is villanovagroup.com. Uh, you can reach me in the office anytime, 973-921-0220. And my email is anthony at villanovagroup.com. And he's not just a Wildcats fan, people. That is his last name, Anthony Villanova. It is, it is my last name. That's a fact. <laughs> Thanks so much, Anthony. You're very welcome. Thank you. What a great conversation with Anthony. Again, Anthony Villanova from Villanova Financing Group, LLC, using debt as an asset. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the CG Business Advisor podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts from. We are brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. And for more information, head to cgteam.com. And if you or anyone you know would like to start their own podcast, simply head to scottsonair.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-S. O-N-A-I-R. Tune in to our next episode where we will talk about another important topic with a very special guest. This has been the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory.